0: You are listening to Hydro Talks, a podcast from the global aluminium producer Hydro, setting out to explore the modern dilemmas for industry and society. Welcome to Hydro Talks. Today we will go to sea, meaning aluminium in marine applications. With us today is Espen Larsen Hakkebo og Agnes Anna from Brim and Thomas Svensson from Hydro, and uh, welcome to Hydro Talks. Thank you. Thank
1: you.
0: What is Brim? Can you please explain us uh, the background for this for this company?
2: Yes, uh, Brim Explorer is a um, it's a travel company. We uh, do operate today with uh, two hybrid electric uh, sightseeing vessels. We have a uh, whale watching in Tromsø and we have uh, also some excursions in, in Lofoten. And uh, the beginning of Brim was um, we were working in Tromsø in within the travel industry and we saw that uh, most of the boat operators were running with uh, quite old material, old fishing vessels and old ferries that were poorly fit for the purpose. And uh, we were also previously inspired by... Uh, new technology and the possibilities of e- electrification.
0: So was, if, you, if you see your, your website, the, the, the vessels look quite uh, fascinating and, and really modern vessels. Uh, how did you come up with this uh, this uh, inspiration for, for making this, as you say, from old fishing vessels to this new and modern uh, technology?
2: Yeah, well, basically, we just wanted to design something completely new that was not only environmentally friendly, but also... Uh, made specifically for the purpose, so nature experiences?
1: Yes, we, we contacted a designer that's uh, that's uh, quite well known in Norway. His name is Einar Hareide. And uh, we gave him the task of uh, helping us design a ship uh, from the tourist perpe- perspective. So uh, the idea is that no where on board our guests are standing. Uh, they should have uh, first row seats to experience nature because uh, that's what sightseeing is all about. Uh, and, uh, and when we started designing the boat, it, it came, became apparent to us that we needed to uh, think of the whole life cycle uh, analysis of the ship. Uh, what does it cost to build the ship? Uh, what, are the, um, what are the environmental impacts of building a ship? How long does it, does it last? And what do we do at end of life? Uh, and uh, yeah,
0: and how has the experience been been so far in, with the ship in operation? You have all obviously been hit by the, this coronavirus as everyone else, and how has that impacted you this year?
2: Well, we had great first season in uh, Tromsø last year, two thousand and nineteen. Winter was the first season we had. We even became on one of the uh, best experienced uh, experiences in the world. We got that um, that award by um, Daily uh, Telegraph. Telegraph. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then, uh, and the response from the passenger was great. Uh, they loved being the the silent electric engine while watching whales is something completely unique. It's uh, different from the from the noisy diesel engines. And then Corona hit us in March, and we basically had to shut down the operation, um, yeah, over overnight. And uh, we thought that uh, we have to. Well, one new boat and the second one we were about to take over uh, one month later. So we realized that we need to do something in order to, to survive and that it's, uh, it's bad for our business and our crew to not being in operation. So, we so, so, so you, mo-
0: you moved yeah. one of the vessels to, to Oslo. And uh, yeah, so, and how was that like? Did, uh, did Oslo greet this vessel uh, in a nice way?
1: Yes, I think moving to Oslo with with one of our ships was uh, was possibly the best thing we could have done given the circumstances. Uh, we were received very well by the by the general public, by uh, potential partners, and by the tourist organization in Oslo, and and had a very good summer. Uh, we've gotten a lot of attention uh, for the way that we have managed to turn the ship around, so to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even got uh, several remarks uh, by the prime minister uh, on our ability to turn around. So, so that was very good. At the same time, we also started operations in in the Lofoten Peninsula, uh, north of Nor- north in Norway, uh, simultaneously, and, and had a quite good summer there as well. Uh, before the second wave hit us again, and and uh, it's a bit more troublesome these days. Mm.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioned on your website that uh, your key focus is to is uh, climate and the environment. And um, going back to, to to the vessel itself, to what extent were you able to to merge the focus on the climate and environment with developing the concept? And are are you satisfied with the result? Uh,
1: satisfied, yes, but uh, um, content, no. We think there is a, as a way to go. Uh, we can still do more. But we do get a lot of positive feedback, both on the… Uh, so th- there are two reasons why we built a hybrid electric ship. One was to take benefit from the, the full benefit of a, of a diesel engine to, to be able to move over longer distances uh, and with high speed, but also the ability to cruise for a long time on silent electric uh, engine. So we have the positive or, or the benefits of a fully electric driveline and the benefit of a diesel driveline. Uh in the future, we would of course like uh, to go fully electric, and that's what we're working on uh, at the moment. Uh, we also get very positive feedback that uh, from from our choice in building materials, first of all, we built our ships in Norway uh, using Norwegian materials, Norwegian window producer, Norwegian aluminium, uh, Norwegian uh, batteries. Um, Norwegian furniture, and so it's, it's it's all all in all a homage to uh, Norwegian shipbuilding technology or shipbuilding um,
2: tradition tradition,
1: well. uh, uh, which has been very well. And the fact that uh, the aluminium that we use have already been uh, part of it has already been recycled also gives us a little um, edge on the sustainability yeah. um, perspective.
2: So hmm. one can say that uh, the technology, like the restraints, we were completely aware of them. And uh, in, for instance, in Oslo, we were running from and or from mid-May to uh, October, September, and we didn't have to fill diesel once because, uh, well, the only restraint to the technology today is kind of the the speed. And when you go slowly, you don't really use energy at all. Mm-hmm. So you can. In, in many sense, uh, we got exactly what we wanted, but uh, we are still waiting for even better batteries and the possibility of going fully electric, electric all-, all speeds. You, you
0: mentioned that uh, you were using aluminium and also also recycled aluminium. Uh, why did you choose uh, this high content of aluminium in this vessel?
1: Uh, well, first of all we, we, we got uh, impressed by the fact that we can use a building material that, that was already uh, 50% of, of the alloy that we used has already been recycled and is fully recyclable at the end of life. That was kind of the first um, step for choosing aluminium. Next step is the versatility of the of the of the um, of the metal, uh, which allows us to um, to shape the vessel uh, the the way that we like, according to the design. We have some structural integrity that allows us to to uh, build uh, a vessel with large window uh, space uh, and diagonal uh, holding structure. Uh, that is extruded. And uh, yeah, it, it gave us a lot of um, room to play around with the design, to uh, because of the strength of the of the of the uh, and, material.
2: Uh, yeah, you can add that our, our designer Einar Harad. He used to be the chief designer for Sub and Volvo, and he had worked a lot with aluminium before. And he's he's kind of in love with aluminium. I think <laughs> <laughs> That's, that sounds good.
0: But Espen but you, you sound like an uh, expert on aluminium already. And, and joining us is another expert, uh, Thomas, uh, and. Uh, what you hear from from um, agnes and Aspen here, is, is that uh, similar to what you see from from others uh, in their selection and, and search for material
3: uh, yes and no it's uh, we see the trends going more and more aluminum and it's it's different reasons for for choosing material and and it's been a joy to to work with agnes and, and aspen and as you say they have become uh, almost experts in in, uh, in this uh, kind of uh, uh, period of, of time but um but it of, they may mention a lot of things uh, with with aluminum, and and to go electric, one of the reasons of picking aluminum is is the weight. So aluminum, the weight is key. It's one third uh, density of steel, and and compared to uh, composites, there are other reasons for choosing uh, aluminum. If you want to go more to to the battery side, you add weight to the ship, and that. Uh, relates down to, to the ability of loading and also resistance that it meets in the water. So it, you can actually link that also to the environment aspects of leadership, uh, lesser pollution. So And then design flexibility, as has been uh, mentioned here, especially with brim, you had integration between other materials like wood and glass and the flexibility of, of using extrusions where you can actually integrate the needs that you have. On, on the fittings towards windows, for an example. Mm. So yeah, so so. Um, but it, but uh, I would say that uh, Aspen and, and Angus and, and the, the Brim company is like more of a forecoming uh, part of the industry, and it's it's not it's not a normality. But we we, we do see the trends going uh, going towards mm. uh, more environmental uh, material.
0: Uh, Espen and Agnes, have you seen? Uh, now you have um, some experience in, in uh, operating this vessel in, in with a lot of aluminium content. Have you experienced any negative sides of, of the aluminium so far?
2: Well, well
1: you always have. Uh, you have to consider one thing when you're working with uh, with metals, and that is uh, the possibility of corrosion, especially when you plug it to shore with a, with a, a, charging with a, with a charging infrastructure. Mm. Uh, you have to be very aware that with any uh, earth faults, you, you you might get extra corrosion on your hull. So that's something that you have to monitor all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and 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 also if you're docking in an area where you have a lot of scrap metal in the on the seabed uh that can can be an issue with with the aluminium sea
2: ice is also dangerous uh, <laughs> of course, and we are operating up north,
1: yeah, but that's also mm-hmm. dangerous for any yeah. building material i guess uh except steel okay. so i think uh there are there are things to be aware of when you're building with aluminium but uh but with uh, the right use of uh anodes and uh and um, to t- take off the currents, uh, I think you're uh, well, you're good to go with aluminium.
2: Yeah. Well, this into the biggest issue though, and that, that is the weight. Yeah. Uh, when building an electric ship, uh, the weight is the biggest issue of all. And mm. uh, for the next vessels, we, we need to get uh, we need to lower the weight with uh, several tons for for optimization and uh, highest efficiency.
0: You mentioned that, uh, that your designer, Hared he is familiar with, with aluminium and, and Thomas, in your, your view, what, what are the knowledge for, uh, of aluminium in the, in the design world today?
3: Yeah, so, so we were, in, in this particular case, we were approached by, uh, as as Ernest has, uh, had some, some experience with aluminum before, and we also were approached by Enoch uh, to, to kind of go through a couple of uh, items with him and, and also to increase that knowledge. But it's not a standard. Uh, what we see as the limitation for the use of aluminum in the industry is knowledge. Uh, when you come out from the engineering school today, you don't learn much about aluminum. Uh, and you usually go to, is that used to using other materials like more traditional steel and um, and that's usually then and then the kind of trends become that's the way to to go but um but we work really hard to to increase that knowledge and not only on the use of material but also the the, the possible negative sides of using aluminum as, as Ben points out how to treat it how to combine it with other materials who to restrict that uh, risk of galvanic corrosion and such so we work with universities, we work with with companies, we work with uh, with operators to um, to kind of bring that knowledge to market.
0: Uh, Agnes and, and Espen, based on your experience now with with this uh, with the Brim Explorer and and the and the vessels you you have uh, now some operational experience with, are there any other industries and and uh, vessel applications that that can learn from from what you have done?
1: I think uh, it, when you go to electrification, I think there's a long way to go to kind of standardized solutions uh, and and make make it more, uh, lower the threshold for, uh, for ship owners to to choose uh, both building material, but also the, the going uh, electric and, and making that easier and more foreseeable.
2: I think the biggest uh, maybe learning point for us, maybe that others can be inspired of, is to Uh, think a bit more simple. Uh, Many of the vessels made today, they are pilots and uh, they are way too complicated when it comes to uh, the uh, setup of the driveline, for instance. So think simplicity and uh, optimization and um, and weight, (laughs) and you can get away with that.
3: (laughs) Also standardization, you have to get more standard items into it, standard design, standard uh, items, and, and also here comes aluminum into it. To a part of where aluminum has has um, has the the good ability of, of with design and, and, and shaping curves and also to automize uh, optimize on production ways. So um, so I think uh, I think uh, I
1: think you're quite right, Angus. Mm-hmm.
0: And what are now the next steps for Brim?
1: Well, we're uh, we're working uh, on a design of our future vessels. Uh, we are looking at. Uh, we are taking the learning from, from our previous ships, uh, standardizing more, uh, trying to simplify the design, trying to simplify the driveline. And we're also uh, reached out to, to Hidro to get help in cutting weight uh, and uh, uh, reducing the amount of aluminium that we put into the ship. Not uh, And that sounds a bit co- counterintuitive uh, when you're working with a raw material provider. Uh, however, I, I think it's also in Hydro's interest to prove that aluminium can also go the extra mile in, in saving uh, weight and in, in going uh, even lighter and more efficient uh,
0: at sea. So there will be many more vessels from Brim.
1: We, we certainly hope so.
0: <laughs> we hope so too. Uh, yeah. This was uh, Hydro Talks and uh, thank you Espen, thank you Agnes and thank you Thomas for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Hydro Talks. Make sure to subscribe. If you have any feedback or comments, get in touch at podcast at